At least I'm in a, I'm no longer in an 800 square foot apartment anymore while I'm dealing with this. So, you know, it's a plus. JT, it almost sounds like you're saying that because you were tired of being in the same living space, close living quarters as your wife. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome into Georgia Bama Coaches. Sorry for the delay. Some of us had to do some big boy stuff and get a house. Today we are talking about sports coming back during the COVID stuff, back during the COVID-19 situation. Say hello to my co-hosts, as always, Mr. Solomon Lamar Johnson and Lamoris. I don't remember your middle name, Brown. It's Cornell. It's Cornell. It's Cornell. <laughs> if he giving out full government yeah, names. Yeah, I'm about to say, if you use my government name, your government name is used too. <laughs> Hey, you put your government name on this podcast account here. It literally says on here your full name. Hey, your full just because name. my government name is on government documents and on something. This is not a government document. I don't document. want to hear it. Don't be, don't be throwing my government name, Leonard, <laughs> all over the place. <sighs> JT, you don't even have to worry about it because nobody knows how to spell your last name. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. T- oh, I do. T-A-S-S. Uh, I-T-A-N-O, and I did not... It's right like there on the screen. I, I, I was about to say, so and I didn't look at the screen. So now. <laughs> anyways, anyways, we're getting into it now. All right, so NBA announced that it will be returning late July and playing all their games at the Wide World of Sports. Also, they said that they're potentially skipping the rest of the regular season and doing a simple one through 16 team tournament rather than traditional one through eight for each conference. What y'all think about that? Uh, it's good. Uh, it's probably the best thing that we could, we need right now because God knows we all need sports. I'm about to go insane watching the same five shows on Netflix all the time. Um, what you didn't tune in for the for the golf match on Sunday? I definitely did. That? Yes, I watched the the goat, the true goat quarterback beat the pretend goat quarterback. But we not gonna go into that. Yes, we we watched that, that was definitely Tigers doing. We look, we understand that. We're just not gonna argue the fact that Peyton Manning. But also, the they already had the advantage anyways. Peyton's retired. Payne's retired. He's been playing golf for the past couple of years. JT, you act like Tom Brady don't play golf all the dead gum time. Still, Peyton plays more than Tom does. He how you, how about you, you, so you know Tom. You know Giselle. You Tom know is up in New England. How often could he play golf when he was living in New England? I'm just saying. So they ain't got, there's not one golf course in New England. There are golf courses, but you can't get onto them until, until June. So you telling me Tom Brady can't go play golf whenever he wants to? He's got, he's trying to complete the Patriot way, you know, all business. Okay, everybody, please raise your hand if you agree that Tom Brady does not play golf during the football season. I'm, Survey says, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, of course you agree. I you agree. of course you agree because they're not humans. But I know Tom Brady. I really don't. But I know Tom Brady definitely plays golf during the during football season. That's how those people keep their minds sane. Yeah. Anyway, getting Anyways, back to the getting that, back to the subject, to what... so we don't get taken off off the hill. Yes, the NBA definitely needs to come back. Um, this virus is taking up way too much of what we're already doing, and I'm not saying that all the precautionary things have not been necessary. They definitely have. However, we have to eventually find a way to turn turn back to normalcy, um, and you know. The one thing that gets people through rough times, through recessions, through everything is going to be entertainment. And right now, since there can't be any concerts or anything like that, one thing that will definitely bring this country back together, I believe, will definitely be sports. Um, and the most important sport during for that, I think, will be basketball. Just with the the drama and everything that was left. Uh, I really do think that it's going to be real good to uh, see the, this tournament, especially uh, the fact that they're disregarding conferences and they're just playing one through 16. Um, that means that you're going to get a chance to probably see two Western Conference teams play for uh, everything. 
which I think that that's going to wind up happening anyway. I don't think that the Milwaukee Bucks will win the whole enchilada, uh, even as the number one seed. But like I said, that's just my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a real good thing. How do you think they'll stay safe, though, with this? Though? I mean, well, I mean, you can't exactly be far. You can't exactly keep social distancing and have a real basketball game. We can't have an all-star game every single night. Well, here, here's here's the way that you're going to be able to keep your your distancing. It's, I mean, I I think that it's real common sense. Everybody before you go there has to get tested. Which so once you test negative, you know that everybody is negative. And they have to understand that in order to get this done, we're not so much putting them in, you know, jail, or but they have to follow the same social distancing procedures that we're following right now. I mean, and, and I, in all honesty, how hard is that? You can't come, like, you know, stay six feet away. You know, they're all going to be in one central location, you know, Orlando. So and the NBA has plenty of money. I don't really think that those players should have to go many different places while they're at the worldwide of sports. I mean, we've all been there. Right. Well, I know that I've been there. JT, I know that you've been we'll there. We'll actually be there. We'll actually we'll be there probably the same time that there's at least the first round. Right. So But we can't go we can't go watch right. it. Right. I mean you can't go watch play, it. Play. But you know everything that's inside the world of sports and how good that complex is. And you know what? Is. They've got enough money that they can these guys can stay in their hotel rooms, you know, until they have to go to the court. Exactly. They can they can have they can bring them food they can bring them everything they need, right? And those, and they've got some giant rooms in Disney World. They'll have plenty of space for every, and even everyone will have their own room. Don't have to worry about sharing rooms. So you know they have that opportunity. Just being out on the court, you know, you really can't keep that social distance anymore. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, like I said, well, you know, like high school now. I mean, more than likely, it's looking like Alabama's going to be able to go back. And you're you're going to be able to do, you know unlimited number of players, you know, as long as you maintain, you know, your social distancing rules. I know yeah, we are, what's up? We're, we've, we've announced that it's going to be June 8th. Uh, players can come back and start working out so, for high school yeah. in Georgia. And I mean, it, but they got, they can only have 20 people, including coaches in the weight room at any time. And then they have to still keep, keep distance while they're doing their workout. So it's good. But also at the same time, I was just thinking about this. You can't really do any of the Olympic lifts. You can't you can't do squat. You can't do bench. You you can probably do power clean, but like you get you can't do squat or bench if you can't spot somebody. And, and, and that's just, when you're going to have to get creative. I mean, it's like it's going to be different. But this is when you yeah. have to bring you know you know more calisthenics into the equation. Uh, and I mean, not for a better term, uh, not trying to make fun of prison, but prison lifting. Those individuals in prison get built by mm-hmm. you know lifting a lot of weights multiple times. I mean, you know, high reps. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just going to – it's going to be different. But, I, yeah. I mean, I would much rather it be different than not having any sports at all. That's that. That's my biggest No, I, 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 I agree with you. I 100% agree with you on that. Morris, what are your thoughts? I, I think it's a given that sports, especially the NBA or um, MLB, these, these seasons where – you're really right there at it, and we're we're missing out. Those those sports are coming back. Um, what I hope from the NBA, um, without getting into the logistics of how they're going to quarantine, I just hope that they have a good playoff format. Um, so I mean, we have do you, NHL. what do you what do you say that when you say format? What do you what do you think would be a good format there? So I don't think we should be rewarding these teams that have not performed during the regular season to go to a play-in tournament. Right. Um, And I don't think it's fair for some of these bubble teams, um, specifically looking at the Western Conference where there's like three teams all within that eighth spot, um, but they're on the outside looking in, like Portland, the Pelicans, and the Kings, and even the Spurs, if you want to throw them in there. I don't think it's totally fair that our season just cuts off right now and then they're left out. But, you know, if, if that happens to, you know, to come into fruition, then so be it, they should have won earlier in the season. Um, But I like what the NHL did. They announced some plans uh, for their playoffs. um, Not a couple of hours ago. Yeah, I saw that. Where they, um, the top 12 teams in each conference 
um, will make the playoffs where the top four teams of that conference will essentially get um, a first round bye, you could call it. Right. But they'll still be able to play each other to determine the seating, the one through four seating. So they still get that experience of playing the first round and getting back up to speed. But, you know, but with that, they, they don't even they haven't even confirmed that they will come back. They're saying if they come back, they would do 24 teams. Oh no! This it's been determined. They just oh. didn't say the date yet. Oh, okay. um, but it's um, they have announced that they've their return to play plan, and they've already implemented the quarantine, like the preliminary quarantine, where the teams are being asked to quarantine, self quarantine right. for I guess two weeks right now. Um, they haven't determined the cities yet where they're going to play, but they specifically said there's going to be two hub cities. Um, and this is all over the United States um, and in Canada. So two cities will host each one of the conferences. Um, and then after the four teams, the top four teams um, play each other in like a round robin to determine the seating for the top four spots, the remaining eight um, teams that made it for each conference will play in a qualifying round in a best of five series. So for me, I think that's the most fair. You put enough teams into the playoffs in terms of the number of teams that the NHL has to where those teams that were on the bubble still get that shot but you also aren't punishing the teams who finished like one through four who earned their spot um, but they're not at least they're not having to sit and wait or do a play-in tournament which I would hate for the NBA because you know any team could really be beaten on any given day on an NBA team Right. So now with the NBA, you guys think that we should do still do the seven seven game, you know, series? Because like if you if we do that, no, nah, I think we're getting should, into the that, training camp for the next forever. season. Yeah, yeah. I think like, you should just narrow it down close. to five, like put it at five game five game series, and then the finals, like the final tournament, like the final game, that could be seven games. It needs to go back to right. how it was between two thousand and two to two thousand and uh two thousand and five. Uh, I mean, they did it in the early 90s, you know, with Michael Jordan, uh, you know, all that type stuff. So I think that that would probably be the best way. But, I mean, to go back at Lamar's point, I mean, I see what you're saying. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, with those teams that are on the bubble, I mean, I feel like, I said, I feel like the NBA should just go ahead and just cut, cut it wherever it is. Don't bring back those extra people that aren't there that aren't, you know, one through eight. If you're if right now, if you're eight in the West, which would right now be the Memphis Grizzlies, they make the playoff. Right. They make the playoff. Uh and just let everybody else just go. I mean, it, it may not be the quote unquote fairest thing, but at this particular point in time, like teams have like if your team wasn't eighth, I understand we only had we had seventeen games to go in the regular season. But for the most part, I mean you know, I just feel like at this point with everything that's, you know, going on, I don't think that you should have to go out there and play more unnecessary regular season games when all of like, you know, when basically you already have determined whether you're going to make it or not. I, I just I think we now you should just go one through 16 and go ahead and just seed it for top four teams, get a bye. Uh, you play it that way, and then after that, throughout the second round, all the everybody's got to play everybody. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's got to play at that point. I mean, you keep playing until you get a champion. I wasn't concerned about the teams coming back to play a regular season. I, I think for whatever league we're in, the regular season scratch. You, you uh, got, yeah, regardless. you have to do that. Yeah. Um, except for baseball. But we're looking, right, except for baseball. But I'm looking specifically at the playoffs. So, like, if you do it with the NHL route, these teams that are on the bubble technically are in the playoffs, in theory. It's not a regular season. They're in the playoffs. But my issue with the NBA implementing this is that you have teams in the West that are close to making that spot who could compete. But if you look on the East, you have teams that are like almost 10 uh, games out of the playoff picture who would be one to two spots away from the exactly. seat. And I don't think that's – I don't think that would be well, the should best we, should, for uh, – But are we doing – Is it is are they doing one through 16 
of just just outright, or they're taking the eight of each ones and seeding them that way. No, they gotta take they gotta take eight from the east, eight from the west, because at the end of the day, this is still about money. And I mean, True. they're not going to they're going to you would not, lose those markets. You're right, yeah. exactly. And you're going to have to get those. Like we're still going to make money off of advertisements, and that's the way the NBA is going to go about selling these playoffs and these uh, these finals. Um, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to make up this revenue. So, I mean, to me personally, if I'm an owner, you can't tell me that because of this virus that we're going to now change it. Now, there are stories that are saying that, you know, next year they want to do like the, the soccer format where it's like you take the top 20 and, you know, one through four don't play and you start putting them into groups. Now, for me personally, I, I'm a I'm a huge soccer fan. I don't think that that works for basketball, especially not the NBA, because see, then what you're what you're going to start doing is is I feel like it, it wouldn't be completely fair. I mean, because now if you're talking about random drawing, now we might get a group where it's legitimately, let's say, the Lakers, Milwaukee the Clippers and Philly all in one in one group. <laughs> and that would to me that would just be asinine because out of that out of those four teams, to me personally, those are the four teams that have the best chance to win the NBA title. You know what I mean? So it, it I oh. I feel like oh. yes. You heard it here first. Whoa, you put Philly, you put Philly in there? Yes, I put Philly in that. Philly, okay. Philly. I, That's I don't a conversation me. for a different day, fellas. Let's, 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 let's. I would love to hear who he thinks. Please tell me somebody who's better than Philly outside of those Toronto. three teams. Toronto. Easily. I can't. Easily. I'm sorry. We, we, we can't cuss because we all got jobs. So I'll, I'll stick to my heck no. AT. CK, no. The the top two players for the 76ers don't even like each other. Of course. The, I don't, I don't Kobe see how and that Shaq like each other and what way. happened. They lost. Uh, uh, three championships later, yeah. It don't matter if you don't like But they it. didn't start liking – they didn't start disliking each other until Kobe became raw and was the best player on the team, but Shaq didn't want to – Falsehoods, but we that is an argument for another day. I'm just telling you, in order to win, your two superstars don't have to like each other. They have to have a mutual respect, and they got to go out there. They can ball. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, if you give me Philly's core, those two players, I'll kick Toronto's butt every day. If LeBron James can single-handedly kick that that franchise's butt, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can do it too. That's just my opinion. Moving on back to the subjects at hand, you know, we, it seems like baseball is going to be back. It's going to be the first – major league sport in America to come back. Oh, joy. Uh, Sorry. Now they are talking about just doing three divisions and obviously not having anybody attend the games. Uh, Lamoris, I know you're more the, the baseball guy, so if you want to weigh in on that. And... In my honest opinion, the way that baseball is going to come back, I feel like this season is going to be a wash because – a lot of baseball is timing related. Um, unless they could play a spring training again and get the swings back and the pitching back, um, I don't see baseball being very competitive. Uh, the players, I don't know if they sent in the players' proposal yet. I know it's supposed to come out today um, in regards to their salaries, but they're most more so concerned about their money rather than playing, and I don't see them actually coming back anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. whatever reason, baseball baseball is kind of not together. Um, I think the owners got a little greedy in terms of pay cuts. I think their initial or their second offer was that they wanted to cut player contracts in half, and that's absolutely insane. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but in terms of, you know, re or re-conferencing, I guess that's the best restructuring. Restru yeah. the, Real, the realignment, uh, yeah. Right. In terms of that, 
I mean, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. What I think will be an issue is that they're going to be using the DH for the National League. And a lot of National League teams aren't built for DH. They don't carry, you know, that extra offensive player. They may have an extra um, pitcher in the bullpen or an extra utility player rather than someone who can actually hit the ball. Um, And that's going to be interesting to look at in terms of how they play AL teams. But, you know, we see that every year in the World Series. It seems like an AL team wins just about every year if it's not, you know, the Nationals lucking up and winning or the Cubs, unfortunately. But, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't see well, baseball uh, happening nah, right fam, now. There's too no, many no ifs. Pause. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Until Atlanta win the World Series, don't you don't, don't bad mouth the Cubs. Don't do that. The Atlanta won the World Series the year after I was born. Oh, my bad. It's been that long? Things happen. It was less of a drought than the Cubs have. Oh, my bad. Who's won sooner? More recent? Man. Who's won this thousand years? I'm sorry. The Cubs have to sign our sloppy seconds, and he never did well for y'all. But we won. <laughs> A.K.A. Jason Hayward. But we, but did uh, we win? Side note. Uh, can we please go back to 2016? That was the best year for sports for yours personally. I need 2016 to come back. Peyton Manning won a world, won a, a Super Bowl. LeBron won the finals. The Cubs won the World Series. I, I'll never get that again. The only thing that would have made that better is I had a son to share it with. Could you sound like more of an old head right now? Uh, no, yeah, I could. I can say that Michael Jordan is the goat, but then I'd be lying. <laughs> so, um, I have a question, yep. and it, I guess it could be related to football. Because uh, that's that's the sport I'm looking at to returning first, at least in the stands. Um, do you see fans actually coming to uh, games coming up? I, I absolutely how do you see that. I mean, there's definitely the fans that are gonna would they don't care the situation. I mean, you like think about the fans that are up in Green Bay, <laughs> Chicago, Green Bay, New England. They are gonna go to the they. When when the streets are shut down, these fans still go to games. It may not be the smartest decision, but they'll go. My question more with the because looks like the NFL, they're going to start on time. They they've pretty much made the decision that they're unless the government says that they cannot play, it looks like the NFL is going to go. NFL is going to go on time, full go. Whether there's fans in the stands or not, that's questionable. But with how much money they make, the revenue they make in TV deals, marketing, and all that stuff, they don't need to have fans in the stands. They don't. But I think that they'll wind up doing what Ohio State came out with earlier in the week and said that they were going to do. And they're just saying they're going to limit – they're going to cut their attendance to a fifth. So, they like, they're, they're – you know, Ohio State Stadium can fit about 96,000 people – they're only going to allow 20,000 to come and they're going to have to be social distancing all the way, you know, throughout the stadium. Right. So, and then that makes they also, sense, but also yeah. at the same time, we're not sure whether universities are going to be back in session. I don't think and universities are going to be back in session, but I still think that they'll be there. They will be playing college football. That's you, the thing. Michigan's president, that's the Michigan's thing. president has come out saying, if we don't have, we don't have students in school, we're not going to have football. And then I think that, and people may not agree with me when when, when we say this, but I I am a full in full belief that if they leave it up to these individual universities, if if the big boys, not all of them, but if most of the big boys say that they they can play, i.e. Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Georgia, SEC has already voted and are for playing yeah, this yeah. season on time. Yeah, I'm just saying, but, like, you, that's the SEC. But now we're talking about, you know, like, the Notre Dame, the USC, I mean, the yeah, the USC's of the world. If those boys come to play, if a Michigan says that we're not coming, they just – Michigan just won't play this year. And I think that what's – why the, I, I think that what that's going to do – and here's why I think that Michigan's going to play regardless of what that president says. And here's why. Because we all know what is the what is the number one thing that means the most to football to football coaches around this time. 
What's the number one thing that, that means the most to them right now? Outside recruit. of actually getting back. Thank you, JT, recruits. So you're telling me that your president of a university with football I- I- at Michigan is a $50, 60000000 million behemoth. It pays for all. It pays for your gymnastics, water you know, you're polo, right. and all that. And I, th- I think those schools that are dependent upon the athletics department to be successful – have to come back. They, I think that, but there's the certain schools, like, uh, and this is going to might come as a surprise that I say this school, but Notre Dame, I would not be surprised if they sit out because that school does not need the money, and we all know that. Yeah, you're you're ab- you're absolutely Here's- right. Notre Dame doesn't need the money, but what I'm saying is, is like, and like Brian Kelly doesn't have as much pull at a Notre Dame because right. of that. Say right. like a Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, which we all know that if Clemson doesn't play, okay, that school gotta, that school may not go under, which I don't think the school will go under. But we already know scholarships for volleyball, tennis, water polo, gymnastics—they're all going to get cut significantly. Significantly. Well, I mean, you've seen it. Uh, who was it? It was I think it was Furman. Uh, that had to drop their lacrosse and uh, baseball teams, right? Already, and, and we and, haven't got even to the point of their, think, their major revenue of football coming into play at this point. I think the biggest issue is going to be if the NCAA is going to actually unite and do something correct and just make a, a actual ruling whether you decide that we're going to play late or not play at all or. Whatever that ruling is, but it needs to be uniform. Yeah. If you have these, if you have these power five schools that decide, or a conference, say the SEC decides, okay, we're going to play our schedule, but you have teams that are in the Pac-12 where they're opening up their states a little bit slower than where we are. Um, you have those colleges saying that they're not going to be able to play. What you're going to risk doing if you don't open up college football for everyone. These programs out West or these smaller programs that rely on playing a Clemson or Alabama week one for a $2 million paycheck to fund their, their um, athletic budget. Those programs are going to be canceled. You're right. They are like, you're right. And there's nothing you could do, do about it unless the NCAA steps in and just does one uniform ruling. At least if, even if they say they're going to cancel for the year, at least I feel like the NCAA has some sort of funding that they can offer to these See, smaller schools, like a stipend. The same way, might, this might be the tipping point for Power Five schools to break away and be their own entity. Thank you. Oh, thank oh, you. Of course, and that's exactly what I was about to say. It's because at the end of the day, it's they, like they, it's all about the money flow. They can't like if they sit there and they say that we're that guys. We're thinking about not letting y'all play. Then all, all they're going to do, all these big name programs that know that they can produce all of this money, like right now, and we all know if Alabama, Georgia, and Florida decided to break away from the SEC and all be uh, from the uh, from the NCAA, how is that going to hurt them? It doesn't. It hurts. It hurts the NCAA. That's why I don't think. I think that they, the NCAA, sees this as we will let those smaller programs die if they choose not to come back because they don't want to lose their cash cow. If the dollar rules all, they can't make that ruling. It does, I mean, and I get it. I want people to be safe, but we all know, as we can see on a national stage with our own government, lot, people's lives don't matter. They, we're, everybody's looking to, make, looking to make a quick buck. That's basically what it comes down to. They're looking to make money. And sad to say that they will do this because at, you really think the SEC commissioner is going to take a pay cut because people don't want to play football? He doesn't have to worry about anything. He's going to be social distant. All he's going to do is sit up in his box and watch those kids risk their their well-being. You know what I mean? I don't think that they can do that because – Everybody in the NCAA is greedy. They're power hungry. And at the end of the day, nobody's going to want to lose out on that amount of money. 
that's why I don't think the NCAA is going to change their mind. I mean, I, I can't see them making a uniform I, ruling. I don't think they're going to cancel me personally, but I still think they need to make it uniform. I don't think that they need to let the schools decide if they're going to play or not. If you don't want to play, don't be a part of the NCAA, and then your team is just going to fold. I think that's the kind of ruling that they need to have in this yeah. situation. Um, just because, you know, what happens if, say, you have three teams from the SEC just say, okay, we're not going to play for the NCAA, and they leave, but the rest of the N- rest of the schools stay. What are those three schools going to do? Wait, you saying what are they going to do? Just right. So say Alabama, Georgia, and Notre Dame decide we're not going to play for the NCAA this year because they didn't make some sort of ruling or they want to take things into their own hands, which, I mean, this is, if this was the time to do it, you know, this is the time for the group of five or the power five conferences to, to really step away. But what if the rest of the schools don't come with them and you just have a couple of schools out there because it's it's the school's decision. Well, I I don't think those what? the schools would step away if they didn't know that the other ones would step away with them. I think that right. these are all intelligent men that got to the high points, or and, and women as well that got to this high point in their their careers. They would they wouldn't just just step away on their own and not put some thought into it and make sure because like it's like when you go on strike if you if you walk out and you haven't discussed it with your coworkers. And you're the only one that walks out. You're screwed. You're, you're done. You're fired. So you, you, we know by this point that if you're gonna if you're gonna stage a walkout, you got to know that the rest of your department's coming with you. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think that any of the big boys will do it in the instance of saying that, "Hey, we're not going to play." I'm saying that if the NCAA comes out and says that we are not going to play. Then think about all of those. I'm saying, think about those programs are still going to fold, and that and that's what I mean. It's like that's why you have to let it up to those individual schools. And like I said, like with Furman, but, like with Furman, if Furman were playing Alabama this year, I could care less what that president is think, what what he's going to say out loud. I guarantee you, if Alabama is raving a two million dollar check in your face, that's going to save your athletic program, he's, they're going to let those kids play. They're, they're going to let them. Now, it, that's when I say that I think it's best for it to be up to the individual player. Like, say, if a kid decides not to play this year because of COVID, I say that he gets a red shirt. If he's already had a red shirt year, he gets granted another red shirt year, and it doesn't go against his eligibility because that's a personal choice. And I feel like that shouldn't be held against him. But as far as I'm thinking, like, you know, all these like major schools saying that we're not going to play, it's too much money wrapped up in college football. We both know this. I just, I, okay, to make my argument clear, I don't think the NCAA is ever going to say no college sports this fall. Like, that's, that's not happening unless there's like a second, you know, wave of this outbreak. And God forbid, you know, there's tons of players and deaths across the United States that literally college sports is going to happen. It's just whether you should give the choice to the college to decide, okay, I'm not going to play like as a university, I'm just not going to play and sit out a year. Or if you want to say you're going to play like the NCAA rule, you're going to play, you're going to follow this schedule. If not, you know, that's the end of essentially your program. And I, I, I don't think giving colleges like a, a Michigan free reign to say, okay, my team's not going to play is going to look very well in terms of yeah, I mean, if a school like Michigan says they're backing out, probably a lot of other places are going to back out too. And I don't see, and that's just where I disagree. I feel like if Michigan says that they're not going to play, the first thing that's going to happen is they're, they're going to lose a lot of recruits. So if they say that we're not playing, oh, that yeah. that that stud running back that they that Michigan just got today, that Jim Harbaugh was jumping up and down about getting, is going to decommit from them and go to a school that's going to be able to play. If that 
if that year that he sits there is going to count against his year of eligibility. That that's all I'm saying. You know, if this were if we were talking about football, I mean basketball being the cash cow, it, it wouldn't matter whether you said go or not. Like basketball is a, a sport where you only need one year and then you can go pro. And that way I really don't think that it matters. You know, if the NCAA, NCAA shuts it all down. But, see, the basketball isn't the status quo in, in, in the NCAA. It's football. And I just think that with the amount of money and with the recruits that you got on the line, let Michigan say we're not going to do it. That kid's going to walk. And he's going to go to a school that's going to allow him to showcase his abilities so he can make it to the next level. That's fair. But also – yeah. Going back to the thing where the, you're giving the student the power to the student athlete the power to sit out if they choose to and not lose a year of eligibility. As much as I like that idea and I, I agree that that would be the the right move to do, you know as well as I do that the NCAA is not willing to give power to these players. It, 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 exactly, and, and JT, I'm glad you said that. So my thing is right here, right now. Where then where does the power lie? The power lies with those individuals and what drives those individuals? The money. That, that that's what, no, that's you're what right. we've been arguing. No, yeah. I, I'm not, I mean I'm not I'm not disputing that with you. I'm just saying the I that that will never happen. They will never say, Hey, if you want to sit out this year because you don't feel comfortable playing and save your yield of eligibility, you can do that. It's okay. They're never gonna do that. I think the NCAA is at, a, at its turning point right now. Um, they're going to have to start making some smart decisions. Um, and not to go too deep into this, but, you know, paying athletes now. You have athletes who are going to the G League for basketball rather than going to college because they're getting paid. And it's not like they're getting paid a whole band or anything like that. Like, they're they're getting league minimum type deals but that's better than, than paying for school sitting in college for yeah. that yeah. amount of money sitting in college for a year that money is like it's still but, life-changing mm-hmm. though but they, that's the thing it's like oh, you're yeah. offering a seven or a 17 year old or an 18 year old kid half a million dollars all three of us in here <laughs> barely gross together since we've been working and a knucklehead from a seventeen-year-old knucklehead is just going to be given that in one lump sum over twelve months to play basketball. I would walk away from my job right now for a half million dollar contract, and I think all of y'all would too. Yeah, that's expenses for a decade. But that's right why I say <laughs> college football—they're going to have to start looking out for their players. You know, let these players make some money. I know they just passed it to where they could kind of sign autographs and make money based off their likeness, but start paying these players. Like, you have entire colleges benefiting from the student athletes, and now, um, you know, they can't do anything about it. They can't, they can't survive now, and especially with this sort of pandemic going on, you don't know how many students – or college athletes are without jobs or they were walk-ons and because the schools are losing so much money, they can't earn a scholarship because the school doesn't have money Amen. for the scholarship. Amen. Like you're, you're messing up so many players' lives. If the NCAA does not choose wisely on how they want to handle players, whether they redshirt them to allow them eligibility for next year, like they're, they're going to be under the fire. And I could see teams leaving um, or conferences leaving based off of how they handle this situation. See, this is why, and this is why, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me when I say this, but I'm telling you, it is the God honest truth. This is why the XFL is so dangerous and why they, they are happy that it folded again for the second time. Because I'm telling you, if you give people an alternative, especially young teenagers, an alternative, to make money right out of school and make it as a portal for them to display their talents in order to get somewhere else, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, 
that's going to crumble the NCAA because see basketball it's happening in basketball but you all three of us know basketball isn't a big enough behemoth in order to destroy the NCAA it will make a pretty significant dent but as long as they have football they'll be fine if they ever find a alternative that allows kids to go to football to play football professionally right out of high school and then you know in the two or three years later they get to go to the the NFL or enter the NFL draft. I'm bro, it's gonna be a scary day for the NCAA. But that's what it's gonna take in order for them to change. That I mean, that that's what it's gonna take. Because right now they got all of us for a better a lack of a better term, by the balls. Because with football, the NFL is perfectly fine with saying, like, oh, that doesn't cost us any money. It's our free, it's our like our, you know, our little development league or the G League for football. It's like, y'all do that. And then when we're ready for them, we'll pay them the millions of dollars. But if we don't have to count that against our budget, that's fine. As soon as somebody figures it out, the NCAA is going to fold. I don't know when it's going to happen, but when it does, the NCAA will fold. At least D1 NCAA, yeah. as we know it. But we all know that Division One is what makes Division Two and Three possible. I mean, then if you like, say, if I'll put it this way, there are a couple of Division Two teams that I think you could put on television, and they're still so good that they would draw a crowd. You know, our alma mater. I think, you know, if they, you know, eventually made the jump, I really think most of the teams that play in the GSC could reasonably compete in, you know, Conference USA, the Mountain, definitely the Mountain West. Well, not Florida Tech you know, anymore. Yeah, not Florida Tech. Not North Georgia. Georgia. I mean, well, not, not North Georgia, but North Al. But, well, no, did you hear about Florida Tech, though? They folded their football team. They folded. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard about that. That was, that was a solid program down there. That was okay. disappointing when I saw that. Yeah, I mean, dude. I, but that, that's what I'm no, saying. That's why I, I, I'm saying it, I think it's time for, you know – it's time for a change. I mean, because and there there is a solution in there to where you, the NCAA, can still make their fat checks, okay, and still get these kids something and get these and get some of these lower level programs some help. Well, I, I mean, think the things, easiest like, guys, answer not, is endorsements. I mean, Olympic athletes are 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 not paid to be Olympic athletes. They get paid through endorsements by signing deals with Nike, deals with Adidas, deals with, you know, swim cap companies. I don't know about those ones, but, you know, whatever. And it does not cost the IOC any money for them to get these endorsements. Why don't, why don't we just let the college athletes do that? You're not going to – it's not going to – you're still going to have the same check that you had before, and you don't have these kids knocking at your door every couple of years with – Attempted to have some sort of union to fight for, you know, rights. The only thing that I don't, I don't agree with, because I think the advertisement is a good idea. The only thing that I don't agree with is like, what about that kid who's still devoting that amount of time to that sport that's not going to get signed by Nike or signed by Adidas or anything like that? Like, you see what I'm saying? Well, no, I, I like mean, the one that's that's, that's, well, that's, that's and, capitalism, my friend. That's what this country was built upon. Right. You're okay, good, and you the, re- the fact that our country is built on capitalism is the reason why we're risking lives right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it political no. or anything like that. But like, we can, we can use what the United States is doing right now towards sports any given day. Yeah, but can that our be country su- is- sustainable though? You're talking. This is, this is, this is a couple stipends. This couple, you know, stipends to the United States, the American people, during a crisis event. You're talking about this stipend forever, like this. Like it, no, I'm not. No, it's not, and it's not, and it's not forever. My here's my thing is this: I feel like my belief is is that like if you are a college football player, okay, you should be paid for what you are doing because you, speaking just from from me and your, we worked hand in hand with Valdosta football. Yes, we did. You and I both know that even though we didn't strap up and go on the field, we spent probably just about just about the same amount of time 
at that field house those players did. And you know what I'm saying? And even though we were compensated through scholarship, you know what I yeah. mean? At the end of the day, was that really a, a fair compensation for what we were doing? I don't believe so. No, but at the same so, time, well, we don't have the money for that. You... But see, and here's, and here's how it happens. Here's how it happens, JT. And this is what I'm saying. And a lot of people say that this is socialism, but it's really not. Dude, you got a commissioner of a conference making $17 million that does, he does jack squat, but watch free football and approve schedules. He does absolutely nothing. Let him make his money. But, but he, he's, what the heck does he need seventeen million? He's earned the right to have that. He's worth how? Up JT, to what has he that done? Spot. Has he put? Has that man put on any pads? That does, so, not, has he not done what anything that those football players are but, doing? So, so, but to so you're saying that he's, he's, not, he's it's shaking. not the same thing. He's shaking the right hands. He's shaking the right hands. He's kissed the, the right amount of butts in order to make seventeen million dollars a year. That that's all that we're saying. A commissioner of a league does not need to make seventeen million dollars a year in the NFL for things that, that for for corporations like the NBA, the NFL. If you want to pay Roger Goodell the thirty million dollars that you pay him, that's fair because it is an entertainment industry, and you're paying the employees. You're not paying these student athletes in the NCAA jack squat while you're making $17 million going on your freaking private jets on your dead gum yachts. And you're not putting any blood, sweat, or tears on those fields, on those courts, on those practice fields like those players are doing. Okay, so you can't convince so, me that that man deserves to make $17 million doing jack crap. One, he, one, he doesn't make $17 million a year. Um, he makes like two, what three, make, like two million. Make two million dollars a year. He deserves to make two million dollars a year. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I will ask: What is your solution then? If I mean, outside of cutting his salary, do you think that extra million is gonna like? If you cut his salary and have him take a million from him, will that pay the players? Like all the players in the SEC? My my solution is this. I feel like everybody should get paid, like all the athletes should get paid a defined stipend. And you do realize that the at the, at the Division One level, they do get a stipend. You realize that, right? Okay, I I, I understand that, JT. But we're not talking just about Division One. I'm talking okay, about but where's all, the money for Division Two is going to? Where's that money going to come from? If y'all will let me finish, I'm gonna let y'all know. Okay, y'all I know. would love to hear this. Thank you. So my decision is or what i would decide to do is like i would take your endorsement idea and i would magnify it i would allow i would allow all players even coaches i feel like they should be able to keep 75 percent of that total whatever that sum is and then 25 percent of it goes into a pot goes into a pot that you fund players with. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to be equal or that it's going to be a substantial amount, okay? I'm not sitting here talking about giving these kids $1,000 a month, okay? Hey, it, they ain't working like we is, okay? I ain't saying that. But what I'm saying is, is that they need a piece of the pie. If the vis like, Division one, like, think about all the, why are they able to pay Nick Saban so much? Advertisement dollars, TV deals, and the fact that, like I said, he gets like he Coca Cola, all that. So you telling me that Nick Saban wouldn't garner endorsements from Coca Cola, Nike, Gatorade, Power, whoever? That would be Powerade. That be extra power amount of money. Exactly right. They'd be Powerade. He gets seventy five percent of that. Okay, and then they get to keep twenty five of it. Okay, and then after that. Individual players get to hustle and make money off of their own off of their own image. So now you got Joe Blow no name, okay? But say he goes to one of like the little local uh, local stores in Tuscaloosa, just like how a, a NBA rookie would do. A NBA rookie, you know, goes to like one of the local grocery stores. And it's like, hey, I like you know they approach him and say, hey, we want you to be the face of our, you know. 
Deli Depot or that's our, exactly you know, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what that's my exact plan right there, man. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, but you have to. No, have that's a what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Like you got what my 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 amendment to the plan isn't just you can go wherever. You have to have some sort of structure to it. What level of accolades you've gotten? Like anybody can go get a local endorsement. You can do the local barbecue joint, you know, and you 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 can you you they put you on a sign for them as you know the old line hogs, and you. You guys can eat there every Saturday night for free after games, whatever. You get, you make all conference. You can do regional endorsements. All American, you can do national endorsements. And like I said, I'm like I said that that's the part of it that I'm cool with. But I'm like my me personally, I get sick and tired of watching people who are brown noses and don't do anything for the sport, but except for mooch off of it, get. A handout just because they got a degree. I'm sorry. I'm going to look out for the athlete who scraped by, then go to a house with lights or running water. He made it to, you know, Alabama based on his academic career. And all he's trying to do is make a provide a better life for his family. And he can't do that because it, we all know football is, is super demanding. We were at Valdosta and South saw how demanding that it was. So you can't tell me that if if David Dean was that level, I can't imagine the magnitude of a Dabo Sweeney, a Nick Saban, or uh, you know, or Brian Kelly. I can't. And to see that kid suffer because we want to be greedy. And then mask it in this thing known as capitalism. That's to me, that's stupid. That's absolutely stupid. But you're asking somebody to give up their money. That's that's what you're. No, I'm saying if you work for the NCAA, if the if you don't it, look if if getting a pay cut affects you, where else is he going to make that amount of money? There, there is. He could be the CEO of a company and make that much money, if not more. Then tell him. Then tell him to, if he has a problem with the, the with the pay cuts, go be a CEO at another company. Because you know what, JT, if they cut this salary in half, guess who gonna want that job? Fifteen million other people. I, I understand that. Qualify, but that one million dollars is not gonna make a difference across the board when you have this many athletes in a conference. If they, my whole point about it is, it's a start. It is a start. I'm not saying it's going to make a substantial, um, like a big behind difference, but you cannot justify to me how Nick Saban, as much as I love him, can make $8 million a year. He's the highest state employee. You got kids that are struggling. You, you, can't, I, you can't make that make sense to me. You just can't. And I'm not saying, you know, socialism. I'm not saying. But uh, are you telling comedy, me that I'm not saying the winningest coach in college football, most champions in co- championships in college football, does not deserve to have the, the highest paid contract to be paid $8 million a year when he brings in hundreds of millions of dollars into that school? He doesn't deserve 8% of the cut. Exactly. He doesn't deserve 8% of the cut. He brings in how much money? He brings in how much Hundreds money? of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Where are those hundred million dollars going? Like, let's be you real. You know where it's let, going. Let, let's let, facilities. Exactly. exactly. My point is, like, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. I understand. I get Title IX because the Title IX is a big, you know, a big contributor to this. And you need Title yes. IX because, you know, hey, you need Title IX. You need women's sports and those underlying sports to be supported just like male sports. But those hundreds of millions of dollars, come on now. You you can't tell me there ain't a better way. Dude, we don't need a dad gonna smooth the joint in the middle of there. We don't need a sixty a sixty nine a sixty million dollar. Now you're talking. Now you're talking here, Solomon. Now you're talking. That's we don't need, we don't need all that's that. That's where we need to take the money from. That's the point. That a lot of the stuff, that's what I'm saying. A lot that's of where it becomes unnecessary. unnecessary. Yes. But you're in like, terms of keeping your status within the NCAA, you kind of do those unnecessary things just to stay on top. The the big thing with Georgia, well, go 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 shake down, go shake down the boosters. Pay tell tell them to donate the dollars 
to get that done. And we'll put, we'll slap their name on it, and everything will be freaking hockey door. But give the money that you get in revenue from football, give it, give a portion of it to the freaking players. For basketball, give it to the players. Now, I believe, now, this is where I'm going to lose a lot of people because, I mean, like I said, the, and the, I'm telling you, a big reason behind all this, you guys got to understand, it has to be Title IX because you're not going to be able to pay those guys without paying the pole vaulters, the tennis players, and all that stuff. And that's why I say it should be based off of revenue because it's like, okay, now you, you tell the pole vaulter, okay, here go $50. Well, where's my cut? That is your cut, because that's how many people came to watch you. And I think that that's fair. I just think that that's fair. I think that, you know, that is the perfect miss between trying to keep it balanced while also, you know, making it, you now, know, I think somewhat competitive. In, now, I think in terms of the school being but responsible and NCAA being responsible for paying the athletes, Yes, keep it fair. Keep it revenue-based. You know, football, basketball players are probably going to make the most money. Let's just be real. Um, unless you go to one of these schools where baseball is the top sport, and I still don't see them making more than the football or base or uh, basketball team. You know, that it is just what it no, is. No, they won't. They but won't. if you have these players, um, you know, recent reports where Zion came out and he was supposedly accepting money while he was at Duke, which I'm sure he was, whatever. <laughs> Do it. Get your money, kid. I, I'm not stopping you. No, I don't fault the athletes at all you know? when they get they get get the hand of the money. That's especially because some of these kids are coming from the the worst possible areas, and this is the only way out. But like, if their family's not going to eat that week, and are they going to say no to somebody right. handing them a, a wad no. full of cash? Like how? Well, yeah, would you? But you can't exactly. You should the. Go doing ahead and wrong. allow players to get paid, and l- let it let it be. Like you could create your stipend, um, do it revenue based, or do it however you want. If you want to pay athletes two hundred fifty dollars every week or two weeks or whatever you want to do, let that be uniform. Have your criteria, but don't stop players from making a little side money um, off of their name. That's that's my biggest concern. I don't like you can't say that we're going to have to pay players when most of these athletes are on scholarship. Most of these athletes are probably um, not paying for housing or a meal plan. Like if you, if you look at how some of these D1 athletes are living and eating compared to how we were living and eating in Valdosta. Liam, right. Come on. But now. We weren't you bringing in the like but they are. So, I mean, that, that's, 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 see, the thank you, Jake. So that's, like, that's my point. It's like they're, they're they're getting paid, dude, so even you, though they're not getting paid, and that's money, capitalism per se. A lot of the times, they're bringing in money, but they're getting paid in other benefits that we didn't benefit from. So if even if you can't, but what does that do? You can't what does that take, do for their mama and they little you can't brother take care at of house? You can't pay them. The whole reason there's, why there's they no what, what does that do for them? Athletes enough money in the college realm, at least. There's no way of paying them that amount of money. And having a program stay afloat, like you're you're looking at, like it'd be different if they brought in the hundreds of millions of dollars that Alabama or Georgia brings in per year, and all of that money goes straight to the football team, or all of that money goes straight to covering, you know, salaries or whatever the cost may be. But that there's a budget to that, so they're they're paying for um, the food, the scholarships, they're paying for these athletes to stay on campus, they're paying. For other programs, they're playing for travel. Like, you know how many times these players are hopping on a plane, going to a conference game that states away? You have to rent out a whole ass plane just to get on there. You know what I mean? So, like, that money, yes, that's a lot of money, but that money goes quick. I, I touched that amount. So, you, so we, so we, so we, we literally saying this. So, here's what we saying we saying that a scholarship and food. Somehow close to or equivalent, like I said, to you the can, amount of money you can that still these pay them. Bring them in don't get me wrong, pay them. Yeah, but this, this is what you do. Like, okay, I'm bringing you in. You're going to make a couple, like you're going to make like a thousand dollars or whatever a month the entire time you're here. It's, it's you're not able to sub. You're not able to pay people that much in college. I'm not saying like I'm not saying like a month 
But I'm just like my whole thing is like you know that that sounds like that that sounds a whole lot like the NCAA's argument. Like what it sounds like is that okay, a scholarship is what okay if we're if we're being honest, a scholarship. I mean, for let's say University of Alabama, a full ride scholarship. When you look about it, like say meal plan, you know, for the calf, you know what I'm saying, for the classes and the room and board comes out to be right around. Don't forget they're also know, getting a stipend. Forty five thousand right dollars. They're still getting stipends. Okay. Yes. That's, that's yes. That's, that's my division one still getting stipends. stipends. Like you don't on have to put them everything. on payroll like we were getting paid as RAs. They're still getting stipends. Yeah, no, I and see my but and I and I hear you on that. My biggest argument is not for like the Alabama. I was just using that as an example. But like if we're if we're being real, mm-hmm. if we're if we being absolutely real, like let's take let's just take it back. Let's take it back to Bell Let's just take it back to Bell because that's the easiest uh viewpoint that we have. Now, attendance obviously was not the best. I'll give you that. Attendance was not the best. How you win five national titles and you don't get and you don't pack out a stadium every It was day. actually better after you left. It plays. That's a different story. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel you on that. It's probably true, but my whole thing about it is like when I just go yeah. off my experience that was when I was there. Okay, so here, here's what I saw and JT, you can attest to this because you saw it too. You had kids that were on you know, scholarship when we were at Valdosta, yeah. right? For the, for the right. most part. Like you, I'm talking about your your studs. We 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 talking about, and see and look. That my thing is it, and that's what I'm saying, JT. Like that that's the, those are the players that I have that I, I'm I'm having this argument for. Is is Najee Harris is gonna make money regardless? You know what I'm saying? Tua when he was in Alabama, he was gonna make his money. My thing is for like this, like said and Jay Will, who we both know said. I don't know if said is still in the, if he's still with, affiliated with an NFL team. I no, he's know. not. He's not. But you and I, he's not. But we both knew that that brother yeah. could tote the ball. He's, he's, he I don't know how he didn't stay on the NFL roster. I, that's that's but you know I, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. That, okay. So now he and he here's my biggest argument for let's just you said right now. You know it. I know it. Lamar saw it with his own right. eyes. The kid had. Division one talent said was a it was a baller, and what was his experience at Valdosta like? His experience was just like yours <laughs> and mine. You know whose salary said paid? Well, the bookstore. They sold the Thank number you. seven jersey, and he doesn't get a dime from it. That's crazy. And that and look, that that is who I am. That and that's the player that I'm talking about. That's who I'm talking about. A kid like but bro, we walked around all through through school <laughs> with the little Heisman picture, him leaping over yep. that player from that one game. You know what I'm saying? That was everywhere. They sold it on t-shirts and everything in the bookstore. And they made money off of his image. And what did he sure. get for it? Sure. But he made about all a quick book book. And what and what did he have to show for it? That that's who I have this issue with. That's the per that that's the person that I'm arguing for. Is the person who is busting his butt and making Valdosta, keeping Valdosta relevant, keeping Valdosta the most winningest football. Let's not forget about the, the talented O line that he was running behind with NFL talent right there. That don't don't forget. Those were dude, those were straight dudes right there. Right. That's- that was- them, but that was only his freshman we, year. We, know we didn't have those guys after well, his freshman year. He said that's he still played ever the since freshman year. He was still told that ball. Granted, he earned it, but. When you run behind a less athletic line and you your numbers still increase, you just a dog. You know that. He a dog. He That man was a straight dog. He should have been a, a dog, beast. but that's a different and story. for him, yeah, but, yeah, but my, my thing is, at the end of the day, now he has he's not on the NFL roster. He's not getting his just due for the amount of money that he pumped in the Val Austin. No, so I, you I, think I, the school's responsible for paying him say thousands of dollars and, to and get him you, on the level of where other um star players were making? 
Given what they no, can afford. I'm not saying that the schools one. are. If that, thank you. Given what you can Like, bro, if, if all you can afford is $200 to get that boy something, he deserves that money. Like, pay his groceries for the month. You don't have to pay I his groceries. Like, something. Bill. I saw a lot of um, Valdosta players rocking. Like he um, deserves some something. nice electronics and um, wearable gear. Um, oh, you talking about I, you talking I, about the ones that they hustled from? I, their I don't girlfriend know where they got it from. Or the I'm fake jewelry. We are, but come on now. But as someone that was on the inside of that program more than you were, because I did go on to be a GA, that type of stuff didn't happen. Still can't make money, you know, based off of. Jersey sales. They can't go on the street and have a jersey with their name on it and just sell it, autograph it, and sell it for money. That's the NCAA. You can't blame a school for that. So you're blaming the bookstore. I. No, we're, we're not blaming the school. We're just saying, establishing where the money's going because everybody at the top saying, because that's the biggest argument that I heard from the, when I was at the bigger schools. Are like, why can't we pay these athletes? It's like I, they say, where's the money going to come I, from? I work. In, well, there's your money right there. Accounting. Unless, yeah. unless you just eradicate some positions and take everyone's salary off of it, I don't see. Be, I don't see the money ever going to be there. Going to be there for players, not not a substantial amount. Like you, you they could. I feel like D two some so, schools can afford a stipend. They can afford to pay players a, a small stipend, but in terms of like really paying these players um, and making a difference on them lives, like even if it is groceries or whatever you want to call it, I don't. I just don't see that happening. Well, uh, you you talk too much. Yeah, now you can't I'll have a little rant about the uh, those players that, that list that we talked about. We all know he's trolling though. Man, look, we real. He's, he's literally average, trolling. Man, ain't nobody. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Let's table that. We got plenty. Of, we, can, we got plenty of firepower. Let's come back. What do you say? Thursday night, and we can talk. We like legitimately. We're already on a roll. You're outside, hot. Right. Bro, it's eight thirty. I'm trying uh, to. My go wife bed. is watching TV. So uh, I've got work to do. I still work. Uh, it, it go to bed for what? It's like the summertime. We. I'm off. Yeah, we have uh, summer right here. Y'all work still. Save, save. Just build up your energy. Just, just build it up. Build it up, you know, just let it, and then let it just, we'll, we'll give you 20 minutes of uninterrupted time on Thursday. That's why I say whatever you want about this LeBron. I will take that. You could have been doing Well, we love you. We appreciate you, Lamoris, for all you do over there. While his teachers are getting a well-deserved break right now. This has been Georgia Bama Coaches. I'm JT. Lamoris, who doesn't want to be named, and Mr. Johnson over there. We've been Georgia Bama coaches. We'll see you next time. We that, that's exactly what we should have been talking about. We should have been talking about that blasphemous, downright <laughs> diluted <laughs> list that this man came out. Uh, with.